بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولهم بعد. Today's brief khatira is going to be about the concept in the Quran of jahiliya. We all know that jahiliya is a time frame. We all know that jahiliya is pre-Islam. In the famous incident of Ja'far al-Sadiq, sorry, Ja'far ibn Abi Talib going to Najashi and explaining to him what is Islam. The cousin of the Prophet Ja'far, he says, Inna kunna fi jahiliya. We used to be in a time of jahiliya and a time of evil. Then Allah Azza wa Jal brought Islam. So jahiliya, the utter state of ignorance, is pre-Islam. The Quran mentions the term jahiliya four times and only four times. And it is extremely profound that each one of these four times presents a very powerful reality to what Jahiliyyah was about. And all four of these times, all four of these verses are found in the Madani surahs, not in the Makki. Because in the Makkan phase, Jahiliyyah was still not fully eradicated in society. Society was still mixed. So in Medina, now you had an Islamic society. And Jahiliyyah was completely eradicated. So Allah references the negation of Jahiliyyah and references four things about Jahiliyyah in Medina. We in our times should study these verses so that we understand what are the four defining characteristics of Jahiliyyah and we avoid them. We learn evil in order to recognize and avoid it. We learn what is wrong and evil so that we avoid it. So what are these four verses? The first of these verses is in Surah Ali Imran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the hypocrites of Medina, you had presumptions of jahiliyyah. What are these presumptions? They said, what have we got to do with anything? The, the, the reference is the battle of Uhud. And the reference is those people who didn't want to go and fight, they wanted to stay here. And they said, if you had followed us, you wouldn't have died. If you had remained here, then death would not have happened to you. But because you disobeyed us, you know the hypocrites, remember the story of Uhud. Because you disobeyed us and you went there, then you all faced your death. Allah calls this presumption Why? Because it is based on a theology of secularism, a theology of no God, a theology of cause and effect being based upon what I do and you do. And that's why Allah says, If you were in your houses and Allah's decree was that they would die, the people on whom decree was done, they would have left their houses and they would have died in their death point. In other words, you do not control, Allah controls. The assumption that I control, the assumption that Allah is not in charge, this is This is jahiliya of theology. When you eliminate God from the picture, you are jahili. This is point number one. Point number two, Surah Al-Ma'idah. So memorize this. This is the Jahiliyyah of theology, where God is removed and natural causes only are in effect. And if you believe this, you're living in Jahiliyyah. It is Allah who is in control. Yes, Allah is musabbibul asbab, and there are asbab. What I do has an impact, but that is by the will of Allah. That's what we believe. 
Point number two, Surah Al-Ma'idah. أَفَحُكْمَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ يَبْغُونَ Do they want the law and order of jahiliyyah? So this is in reference to, once again, groups of people, the Bani Israel and others, rejecting the law of Allah and wanting the law of their lands, the previous laws. And Allah says, will you reject the law of Allah? Morality of Allah, will we reject the laws of Allah? Do you want the hukum of jahiliyyah? So this is the second type of jahiliyyah. Jahiliyyah of laws. Allah is the one who legislates. The sharia comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. And anybody who says the sharia comes from other than Allah, the sharia comes from a majority vote, what is ethical and what is what not, is what not, this is something that is jahili. Yes, society has its ways of doing it. But we as Muslims believe it is Allah who is the shari'ah. One of Allah's names is Al-Hakam. And Allah's names is Al-Hakim. He is the one who judges. Inna Allah huwa Al-Hakam. The halal is what Allah has made halal. And the haram is what Allah has made haram. So this is the second type of jahiliyyah. And that is the jahiliyyah of laws. The first was jahiliyyah of theology. When you reject God being in the picture. The second is jahiliyyah of laws. When you reject God or Allah is the one who legislates. The third type of jahiliyyah. The third type of jahiliyyah is mentioned in Surah Al-Ahzab. وَلَا تَبَرَّجْنَا تَبَرُّجَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ الْأُولَى This is the jahiliyyah of morality. Number one, jahiliyyah of theology. Number two, jahiliyyah of, of what guys? Laws. Number three, jahiliyyah of morality. Do you want to... Tabarruj means to discard your clothes and be naked, be nude. Do you want to go back to the tabarruj of jahiliyyah? So, those who are wanting to have fahsha, and you understand what I mean by fahsha, those who are embracing this version of licentiousness and of nudity and nakedness and complete free for all, this is jahiliyyah. And Allah has revealed a sharia to protect a'rad, to protect our dignity, to protect our clothes. Allah says in the Quran, Ya Bani Adam, qad libasan. O children of Adam, we have sent clothes down to you. What a powerful verse. Clothes, libas, anzalna. The same anzala, Allah reveals the Quran, Allah reveals the rain, Allah reveals the rahmah. And Allah says, I have revealed clothes. What does it mean, revealing clothes? It means the desire to be clothed is from Allah and the material to wear clothes is from Allah. What do we use to wear our clothes? These are blessings from Allah. So both the desire and the material, قَدْ أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكُمْ It's ingrained in us. And that's why our mother and father, they were clothed in Jannah. They were clothed in Jannah. There were no other human beings. They were still clothed. The default of the adult man or woman, they are clothed. Then when they committed the sin, which was the tactic of shaitan. Shaitan wanted to unclothe them. And that's why Allah says in the Quran, Ya Bani Adam, la shaitan. O children of Adam, make sure shaitan does not test and tempt you. Like he tempted your parents and caused them to be expelled, causing their aura to be exposed. Allah says, do not fall prey to shaitan. This is the third jahiliyyah. Jahiliyyah of what? Morality, fahsha, anybody who wants to go backwards in this, this is jahiliyyah. This is not taqaddum, this is not progression, this is regression. And what is the fourth jahiliyyah in the Quran? Surah Al-Fatih. Hamiyyata, hamiyyata al-jahiliyyah. 
Hamiyat al-Jahiliya means the tribalism of Jahiliya, the partisanship of Jahiliya, the division of mankind of Jahiliya. And this is in the, in, the, in the context of tribalism. This is in the context of each group thinking, just because I belong to this group, I must protect and defend this group, tribalism. And of course, this Jahiliya, my people, right or wrong, are going to be right. That's Jahiliya. Whatever my group does, whatever my ethnicity does, whatever my tribe does, whatever my nation does, this is jahiliya, and Allah calls it hamiyat al-jahiliya. This is the uh, the anger of tribalism, or the the uh, if you like the false jealousy of tribalism, and we see it all the time in modern nation states. This jingoistic type of mentality that my country, my nation. Yaqi, what is a country and nation? How long has a country been around? Is a country a god? A country is a group of people imagining a collective identity. These lines between countries are imaginary and they are fictional and they are temporary and they are something that only goes back 100, 200, 300 years and they change from time to place. So this notion of a country being something supernatural, this is jahiliya. Yes, it's okay to be divided into countries and have civic order, no problem. But when your country identity becomes more important than anything else, when your tribe, there's nothing wrong with tribes. The Prophet was Qurashi, and he said, I am the son of Abdul Muttalib. And he talked about the, the blessings of the Quraysh, the blessings of the Ansar. No problem with a tribe. But when your tribe or your race or your nation state becomes your defining characteristic, this is Hamiyat al-Jahiliyyah, and that is the Jahiliyyah of society. These are the four pillars of Jahiliyyah. Jahiliyyah of theology, Jahiliyyah of laws, Jahiliyyah of morality, Jahiliyyah of society. Islam has came to destroy all of these Jahiliyyahs in our lives. Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who tells us the theology, number one. Our whole world view is shaped by our iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, our halal and haram comes from Allah. Yes, we follow the laws of the land we live in, but the laws of the land do not make it halal and haram. We follow them for civic order. But even if the country allows alcohol, that's their allowance. In our sharia, it is haram. And the laws of morality, same thing. The country can say whatever. We have our laws and the laws of society as well so these are the four jahiliyas islam came to eliminate and if you look at the the perfection of the laws of islam and if you look at the goals of the laws of islam and the civic order that would come if these laws are implemented the laws of islam you will find a very different worldview than what we find in our times problem reality is that we are not living in those times still we try what we can in our personal lives in our communities, in our families. Even as we obey the broader laws of the land, we understand that in our personal lives, we have the law of Allah. And in our personal commitments, we have the law of the Sharia and the laws of the Ummah. This is what we try to our best to strive. Long point here, I'm not gonna go into too, too detail. Sometimes there's a clash and gray area. And that's what we have to work with and be frank with, living in the lands we live in. But we try our best to find that common balance. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal for hidayah and ikhlas and tawfiq. Until next time, Zakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّغْوِ مُعْرِضُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلزَّكَاةِ فَاعِلُونَ 
والذين هم لفروجهم حافظون إلا على أزواجهم أو ما ملكت أيمانهم فإنهم غير ملومين 